Birds are like weird, man. Do you ever just think about that? I mean, not really. You, you all right? <laughs> you, you okay? It's November. I'm wearing uh-huh. flannel. Fair enough. I mean, like I don't know. Birds like they fly and have feathers, and some are tiny, some are huge. See, some uh, weird. All right. Okay. Today we're talking about just one example of weird birds. Maybe this will be a series. Maybe we'll talk about a lot of weird birds. Weird birds? Hang on a second. Mm-hmm. Hang on a second. Big bird energy. So who's deciding? Yes, who's deciding the weirdness? I mean, unless you want to write an ingenious script, I think it's pretty much just me and the audience. Okay. Then please go ahead. <laughs> Send me your weirdest bird. Okay. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna start with the flamingo. Believe it or not. You gotta believe it, it's true. There are six species of flamingo, which we're gonna talk about in a little bit. Was that surprising to you? That was surprising to me. I just assumed there was one flamingo. Yeah, they were just all the, the same. Flamingo. Yeah. Uh we'll talk about some of those in a little bit, but first let's get some general flamingo front matter out of the way. Some flamingo fast facts, as it were. You're you're really on one today, aren't you? <laughs> okay. Flamingos are well known for their pink color. This comes from bacteria and beta-carotene obtained from their food. In the wild, the more vibrant a flamingo, the healthier that flamingo is. If you come across a white or pale flamingo, it is probably malnourished or otherwise an unhealthy flamingo. Interestingly, captive flamingos often turn a pale pink, even if they are not fed carotene at levels comparable to birds in the wild. And of course, plastic flamingos are usually always bright pink. They don't eat anything. And we covered those <laughs> on episode 83 of Ungenius. That's one of the six species. Plastic. Plastic, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't believe the seventh species. The plastic. seventh species. Yeah, that's right. Flamingos are filter feeders, meaning that they separate mud and silt from water that they bring into their mouths or beaks. They eat upside down, bending their long necks down to the water, and they have enzymes in their livers that break down the beta-carotene into pigmentation that is then shown in their feathers. Flamingos are social birds. They're all on Twitter and Facebook. They live in colonies that can be as large as several thousand individuals. When it's breeding time, these colonies will break into smaller groups of between 15 and 50 birds. Flamingo pairs establish and defend nesting territories and often bind for multiple breeding seasons. They're a partner. They pair up. Uh, The chicks are gray when they're hatched, and they stay in a nest for a couple of weeks before venturing outside. Within a couple of weeks of that, these chicks form groups and are left alone by their parents. Yeah, it's just a, a group of chicks, maybe with one or two birds looking over them. They send them off to mm-hmm. school early. Very early. Despite their unusual appearance, flamingos can actually fly quite well. In captivity, they have to have their wings clipped to keep from escaping. A pair of African flamingos escaped from the Wichita, Kansas Zoo in 2005. One was spotted in Texas 14 years later. It had previously been spotted in uh, other parts of Texas and as far away as Wisconsin and Louisiana. Fugitive flamingos. Indeed, just living his best life in America. (laughs) When on the ground, flamingos are often seen standing on one leg, as we all know, with the other tucked beneath its body. The reason for this isn't fully understood by scientists. It's a natural phenomenon, as it were. 
but there is evidence that this pose takes no muscle activity for the bird and thus burns no calories. That's so weird. I'm not sure why. I, I really... That, that is like a very tenuous reason for me, I think. Like, I don't know why they do this, and I don't need to know because I'm not a flamingo scientist. A flamingologist. Flam- flamingologist. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to record the rest of the episode standing on one leg. <laughs> you really get into the into the into the vibe, and you'll burn no calories apparently, so it'll be fine. This episode of Ungenius is brought to you by the Intrazone. It is a lot of fun to find new podcasts to listen to, and if you're on the lookout, the Intrazone is a biweekly podcast you should check out. It features conversations and interviews hosted by the SharePoint team at Microsoft on how SharePoint, OneDrive, Teams and other tools can work for you and your business. You'll hear from guest experts both behind the scenes and out in the field, so you can see how SharePoint and Microsoft 365 fit into your everyday work life and learn more about the flexibility when working with content, workflow, search, and more. Each show has a bunch of segments like news and announcements, focused topics of the week, guest perspectives from product experts both inside and outside of Microsoft, upcoming events, conferences, workshops, and more. And the topics are really interesting. Uh, they, they cover things like content and collaboration. You have to have people working together and a focus on employee experiences. You want your tools that you roll out to your business uh, to not only be useful, but to be enjoyable for your employees to take part in. They also cover things like AI and machine learning. So if you have large data sets, how technology can help Sort those and make the most useful things rise to the top. I've enjoyed listening to the Intro Zone. I'm fascinated by business process. And a lot of this is what that comes down to, of how your business works and how the technology can serve you and your company. So go and listen to it now. Just search for the Intro Zone wherever you get your podcasts. That's I-N-T-R-A-Z-O-N-E. Or click the link over in the show notes to check it out. Our thanks to the Interzone by Microsoft SharePoint for their support of the show and Relay FM. The time has come. Okay. The moment that all ungeniusists. Un- what was the name of our listeners? Ooh, I don't know. Ungeni? That sounds like we're insulting them. Because <laughs> our show has a bad name. <laughs> Wikiheads? Mm, yeah. Uh, it's the moment that all ungeniusists have been waiting for. The six species of flamingo. Number one, we have to start with the greater flamingo, because obviously it's the greatest flamingo, I suppose. Right in the name. The greater flamingo, the most widespread and largest of the species. It calls Africa, India, Southern Europe, and the Middle East home. The greater flamingo averages between 43 and 59 inches tall. Mike, that's between 110 and 150 centimeters for you. And weighs between about four and a half to 8.8 pounds or two to four kilograms. I feel like if this bird flies into you when you're walking down the beach, it's going to hurt. You feel it. Yeah. You feel that. Yeah. They typically reside in shallow coastal areas with lagoons and they live between 30 and 40 years in the wild. 
Number two, the lesser flamingo. Oh, oh man, oh, it's not as good as the greater flamingo. <laughs> it's the smallest species. The lesser flamingo can weigh from 1.2 to 2.7 kilograms. The standing height is around 80 to 90 centimeters. You're not going to do the conversions for me? I did them for you. I'm not going to bother doing the conversions, no. I, I, I know people want both measurements. Like mm-hmm. I know we hear that from the ungenuouses, but it's a real pain to read both it's, it doesn't sound good to listen to, I think. Just do the conversions. Just say, hey, Siri, what's 1.2 kilograms in pounds? And then uh, you'll be fine. Beep. That is 2.6 pounds. There you go. See? Easy. <laughs> see how easy that was? Despite the slightly demeaning name, the lesser flamingo is the most numerous species. There's a lot of these things. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> they are found in sub-Saharan Africa as well as northwestern India. I have a question for you as mm-hmm. the writer of this episode. What is the difference between the most numerous and the most widespread and largest? Widespread is the like the territory they cover. Uh-huh. is much broader because they're Africa, India, Europe, and the Middle East. Uh, and you mean physically largest, right? When you were like said largest? I and see. also physically the largest. They're they're the, the bruisers of the flamingo family. Yep. And then the lesser flamingo, even though they live in a smaller geographic area, there are more individual flamingos. It is confusing. Thank you so much. I Sorry. appreciate that. No, it's no, no apologies needed. The uh, number three is the Chilean flamingo lives in South America, as you would assume, and is about the size of the greater flamingo, but not as big. They have gray... (laughs) It's getting up there. They they have gray legs with pink joints and feet. Just like me. (laughs) (laughs) Like other species, their habitats consist of areas with salt water. Also like you. However, these birds are considered endangered as their habitats continue to shrink. James's flamingo. Number four. Number four. It's a species named for Harry Berkeley James, a British naturalist who studied this specific species of flamingo. It was actually thought to have been extinct, but then they were rediscovered in the 1950s. James's flamingo is closely related to the Andean, Andean flamingo, which I guess is number five? Number five. Yes, it's a little foreshadowing. Flamingo foreshadow, and lives in the same region of Peru, Chile, Bolivia, and northwest Argentina. Their beaks have a slightly different shape to the Andean flamingos and typically measure about 90 to 92 centimeters long and weigh about two kilograms. Uh, the third of the South American trio, you already mentioned the Andean flamingo. Number five. Number five. These and the James's flamingos, like they basically live in the same areas. They often encounter each other. So they're like West Side Story. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly like that. Uh, these are the second largest flamingos, and they're the only species with yellow legs and three toed feet. Oh, interesting. Pink and yellow. Like you. Just like me. It's very fun. Please don't tell my secret. Lastly, we have the American flamingo in at number six. USA! USA! Which is closely related to the greater flamingo and Chilean flamingo, also called the Caribbean flamingo. These birds are found along the north coast of South America, as well as in Jamaica, the Dominican Republic, Haiti, the Bahamas, the Virgin Islands, and the far southern edges of Florida and Louisiana. 
I feel like if you're Caribbean flamingo and you end up in Florida, you're like, what What has happened? Where am I? <laughs> why am I? Why am I? I've made a terrible mistake. American flamingos tend to be a little more red in color than some of the other species. Of course, because of the flag. That's right. And they have entirely pink legs. They don't have stars on their feet or anything? Well, not yet. They do have uh, bald eagle tattoos. Oh, very nice. So who knew that there were so many types of flamingo? I was legitimately surprised. Now we all know. Thank you to Alan for sending in this topic. If you have your favorite weird bird or just weird thing on Wikipedia, uh, send it over to us. Uh, You can get in touch with us a bunch of different ways. If you're already on the website looking at show notes, which is at relay.fm slash ungenius slash 140 this week, there's an email link. Click that. It sends us an email. Tell us what you want us to talk about. You can also do it on Twitter. The show is at Ungeniust. You can find Mike there as I-M-Y-K-E. And you can follow me on Twitter as I-S-M-H. And Mike, until we stand on one leg for another episode. That didn't go very well. Hang on. No. Was that it? Did you? That may just be the end. (laughs) (laughs) I had a little joke of my own, though. Go for it. All right. I'm just going to flamingo now. Wow.